What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Talking Chop Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you were having an outstanding start to your Saturday. A Saturday edition of the Daily Hammer. Do want to remind you, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Talking Chop Podcast, and the Road to Atlanta Podcast all at TalkingChop.com and at Talking Chop across all forms of social media. When it comes to the Braves, Here's the latest from Atlanta. So obviously, the MLB lockout is still going on, and I unfortunately know I lead off nearly every show of the Daily Hammer with that information. But with January now here, past the holiday season into the 2022 calendar year, January at least is bringing with it some important news on activities that don't deal with MLB rosters, 40-man rosters, and MLB baseball itself. Activities will still be going on that do certainly have a significant impact on the future of MLB teams all across baseball. And of course, what I'm referencing is the fact that the 2022 international signing period, when MLB teams can sign international players for the first time, that will start on January 15th of this year. It was moved back from July 2nd, the usual time of the year. It typically happens, obviously, due to the pandemic and other things going on. But it isn't a bit of exciting time because we start to learn about many of the more exciting young international prospect names that are out there that'll be added to, to teams across baseball. But it brings with it a bit of extra excitement this year when it comes to the Atlanta Braves, because this is the first year that the Braves are going to be able to have their full slate of resources available to be competitive along with the rest of Major League Baseball. The Braves are finally going to be on the same level as other teams when it comes to signing these international talents. And the big reason why is because, of course, the sanctions that were put on the Braves by Commissioner Rob Manfred when it was discovered that they certainly were not following the rules when it came to signing bonuses back in, I believe it was 2018. At least it started in 2018. I believe, obviously, the penalties came down in 2017. But the Braves finally have gotten past those sanctions. And for whatever thoughts that you had about how unfair or, you know, how how too strict those sanctions were at the time, hey, we're past them. And, And by the way, we got the last laugh. We're past them now operating as your 2021 World Series champions. Don't think I wasn't going to get that little tidbit in there. But it is exciting, right? Because the Braves certainly, while they do have plenty on plenty of proof on their current roster that they've done a great job of acquiring and developing young talent, the Braves minor league system, especially when it comes to you know 
positional prospects outside of Michael Harris and Drew Waters and, and Christian Pache and a few other intriguing names, there certainly does need to be depth added to this Braves minor league system, and it has not been as easy to add that depth over the, pa- depth over the past two years outside of the MLB amateur draft because the Braves had not had the same ability to add that depth through these international signing periods like other teams have. But now we certainly do have the opportunity to do exactly that. And there have been some updates on a few very intriguing players that it seems like the Braves are likely going to bring into the fold come January 15th and after when that international signing period starts. Ben Badler of Baseball America who is, in my opinion, the foremost knowledge when it comes to international signing periods and scouting reports and knowledge on this level of international prospects. He indicated earlier um, this week that the Braves are linked to two very intriguing young talents who are ranked among the top 50 on his 2022 international prospect big board. Uh, The first one um, is Diego um, Benitez and forgive yeah, Benitez, um, a shortstop prospect who is at number seven on that top 50 list. And if you look at the scouting report for Benitez, it looks as if, and, and again, it needs to be taken with a grain of salt because how young and how far away from the majors some of these players are. But Diego Benitez is a young infield prospect who's viewed as having very good bat speed and reminds a few scouts of being a young Manny Machado. Now, it's often that you see these young international prospects, especially those prospects that are higher up on these prospects' lists, they're often going to be compared to the biggest names in the game. Obviously, more often than not, they don't arrive there. But every now and then, they do, and it's always exciting when you see a very well-known name, a, a player who has either been a superstar or is a superstar, if that player is referenced in the scouting report for a young talent. So Diego Benitez is one name from this international signing period. It seems a name that many consider to be a potential top 10 talent of this international signing group in 2022. He's been connected with the Braves. And another is outfielder Douglas Glaude. Now he checks in at number 34 or number 31 on Ben Badler's top 50 list. Maybe not as as exciting as his potential with the bat as Benitez had, but Glaude certainly seems to be a very solid, very, very potentially high floor type prospect um, that you know would be a good addition to the Braves minor league system. An outfielder who would be in the lower levels that perhaps could become one of the better outfield prospects in the system once Christian Pache, Drew Waters, and others were to graduate eventually. So some good names for the Braves to be connected to. But in general, it's just good to see once again, that now Alex Anthopoulos, who seems to do certainly well in all aspects of leading the Braves front office to make good decisions, it's good to see that he now has the capacity to do exactly that when it comes to the international signing period and the first true opportunity he's had with his full availability of resources to make the most of getting good intriguing talents to come to the lower lower levels of the Braves minor league system, it seems like he has a good chance of doing exactly that. Stay tuned to both the Talking Chop podcast and also the Road to Atlanta podcast for more in-depth analysis and information on the specific names that the Braves may bring in, as well as updates on when they will officially be brought in to the Braves system. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. 
Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. The thing I want to touch on that obviously happened this past week as well is, you know, I, I myself am someone who I, I'm now getting into my second generation of, of enjoying baseball. I'm, you know, in my 30s. I've enjoyed baseball for quite a while. And I'm someone, that's the reason why I love covering the Braves and, you know, doing these podcasts and things such as that. I'm always someone who just loves baseball news, baseball trades, perspectives and things like that of people who cover the game. For me, for years, the number one person to do that was Peter Gammons, who more was, you know, in the 90s and the early 2000s than he is now, though he does, you know, still cover baseball to an extent um, himself now. But that was the guy who, if there was a trade going down, who in an era where you didn't have as much information available to you because the internet wasn't around, you know, Twitter wasn't around, so on and so forth, it was Peter Gammons. If you were someone who was, who was excited about potential baseball news, signings, and trades, you were waiting on Gammons. You know, when he got that cell phone call on Baseball Tonight, that's what you were excited about. Well, while you don't necessarily see that as much now, Ken Rosenthal is the guy, for me at least, who over the past 15 years has been in that Gammons role. And he still is to an extent, though if you want to consider Jeff Passan kind of taking that torch now, that's perfectly fine. I think that it's it, it's fine for us to have multiple folks who can be in that Gammons role, who when they, who when it comes to major breaking news for baseball, if it's not Rosenthal or it's not Passan, then you're not really trusting it until they, either one of those two, pick it up. But my point is, is that for Ken Rosenthal, who I feel is a great, great ambassador for the game, for the quality of work that he does and for the effort that he puts in to promote the game, as well as obviously doing his job of making a lot of, of breaking a lot of the major news around the game, for him to no longer be with MLB Network because of some comments or a stance that he took against Rob Manfred, which just simply was with disagreeing with, with Rob Manfred. For that to occur and for MLB Network to then cut ties with Ken Rosenthal, it's another situation where it's not a good look for baseball. Ken Rosenthal, like many others, is a positive aspect of the game of baseball. His reporting, his breaking news, the fact that he seems to be a very good person who always is doing things to give to others with what he does, you know, when he's doing his Saturday broadcast and things like that with his bow ties and all that different stuff. My point that I'm getting at is, is that Major League Baseball basically ignoring all the good that Ken Rosenthal has done with the sport just because he took a stance. He was vocal about a stance where he disagreed with the commissioner. It's another situation where it's a bad look. And it validates anybody who truly, truly feels that the commissioner of the sport of baseball doesn't care about baseball. Or at the very least, does not put value in the aspects of baseball that are most positive. For a sport that cont- that consistently is doing negative stuff. So I'm not trying to sit here, you know, if, I'm not trying to be an advocate for Ken Rosenthal or anything like that. My whole point is, is that in terms of the relation between baseball and the fans, part of that is the major sources that break the most significant news of baseball on the most consistent basis. Ken Rosenthal, Jeff Passan, and others. And for Major League Baseball just to say, We don't care about that. 
you didn't agree with the commissioner of our sport. We don't want to have anything to do with you. It's pretty bad. It's pretty negative. It's not a good look. I might be putting more emphasis on it than others do, but at the end of the day, it's just, it's not a good look. Ken Rosenthal is good for baseball. The more he's directly connected with baseball, in my opinion, the better the game is. And for baseball to basically say, we don't care about that, you disagreed with what the commissioner said or what the commissioner did, we don't want to have anything to do with you, it's just another sign that baseball, again, is not making decisions with the same regard to its connection with its fans that it should be. And it may never do that with Manfred as commissioner, but it's just, it's still sad to see. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Talking Chop Podcast Network. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. A few fun things that are out there that you can read now at Talking Chop and that you have the ability to look forward to when it comes to Talking Chop is right now Scott Coleman, a co-host of the Talking Chop Podcast. Him and Brad Rowland will have another Talking Chop podcast episode out this week, probably diving deeper into a few of the subjects that I discussed today. Scott Coleman has a series out called State of the Braves, looking at the positional situations of the Braves from their infield to their outfield and so on. Make sure to check out that. Also, make sure make sure to check out Talking Chop this week where we will have plenty of Hall of Fame profiles making the case for, Wag- for Billy Wagner, Andrew Jones, and a lot of other players who do likely have in time a Hall of Fame career case that played for the Braves. Mark Teixeira, Gary Sheffield, a few others. Make sure to look out for that as well. Also, check out the Talking Chop podcast and the Road to Atlanta podcast as part of the Talking Chop podcast network. My name's Sean Coleman. We'll talk to you again next week here on the Daily Hammer.
What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on home mom? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. 